If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this sexy episode. Ooh. Is it sexy? Of Mind Pump. All right. Uh, the first 48 minutes, we do our introductory current events conversation. We had start off. Got to drop some toilet paper knowledge on you We started off oh by talking God. about the science right of toilet paper you know avoid that itchy asshole i get the the moniker of the science guy on mind pump not when we talk about toilet paper (laughs) adam is the genius there uh we also we also talk about adam's uh the one time he quit his job (laughs) because it was too fucking hard for him (laughs) get out of here he was a beehive mover uh we talk about uh the stubborn children i had a wonderful experience this morning with my daughter we talk about Canelo Alvarez's positive test for clenbuterol. This is a performance. Not the steroid of choice. It's a performance, uh, I don't know, not enhancing drug. I don't know why it's considered one, but what an idiot for taking that. He says it was in his chicken. We talk about the rise in teen depression and the use of smartphones. People, psychologists actually think they're connected now. It's kind of scary. Talk about controlling electronic use. And then we talked about ordering products. From Thrive Market, and I did that with my kids. Now, we are sponsored by Thrive Market. If you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mind pump, uh, and you can get one month free membership, $20 off your first three orders of $49 or more, <coughs> and free shipping. Then we get into the questions. Now, the first question was, what are our thoughts on the recent study on protein powders? They did this, this, this consumer report study that went in and tested a bunch of protein powders and found that most of them were contaminated with heavy metals, and pesticides and all kinds of crazy shit stuff. Uh, and so I got all angry and I contacted Organifi. Some of the top organic products in the business. Yeah, man. and I, I contacted them. Pretty disappointed. And I share with you guys what they told us about their products. Now, Organifi is one Sal of our sponsors. Went ham on them. I did go ham. If you go to OrganifiShop.com, enter the code MindPump, you will get a discount. The second question is, what is the best approach to bulking Adam actually gives two examples. If I was bulking and if Justin was bulking, what would he do yeah. <laughs> with both he, of us? He would not let me have pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next question was, what's the best way to incorporate big lift variations into a program? You know, like trap bar deadlifts, front squats, other types of lifts that look like those core lifts. How do you put those in a program in an intelligent and effective way? Finally, the last question was, what are our thoughts on the new study that came out showing that caffeine inhibits adaptation that was induced by high-intensity interval-type workouts. In other words, does taking caffeine reduce the stamina and endurance you can build from your training? Is coffee fucking uh, your results? Don't tell me that. Song. I know. It's kind don't of crazy. Also, uh, this month, one of my favorite giveaways. We do this one every once in a while. It's by far my favorite one. We are giving away free access to our forum Normally, you got to pay for that. Uh, you get in there for free. I'm on there daily. Adam's on there daily. Justin's on there daily. We have other fitness celebrities in there. And then, of course, lots of fitness enthusiasts and people. It's a great community, great place to ask questions, post your program, have people criticize your form, whatever. Side note on that, too. A lot of people don't know this. This is for our forum listeners that are listening. You already are in the forum. People didn't. I, and I saw GIC Julie go off on this. Yeah. It's actually, the forum has become badass because we've now had this for three years and I, I don't think there's a topic we haven't talked about unless there's some new study. Obviously, a new study we post and we talk currently about it. 
but you can go at the top of the forum and go in the search bar and literally type in anything and there's probably a thorough thread where hundreds of people have talked about it and you can see what Huge discussions. we've poured our hearts out. Right. It's yeah. really awesome. So you get it for free. All you have to do is enroll in one of our MAPS uh, bundles. So we have a sexy athlete bundle, which is designed for people who want to be aesthetic but also want to move functionally and perform well. We have a build your butt bundle. This is for people who find that their glutes are just not responding the way Flat they want butts. and they want to build muscle. Ooh, uh, yeah. So we have the prime bundle, which is for correctional exercise. And then we have our super bundle, which combines several of our programs for one year of exercise programming. So it's a whole year all planned out for you. Now you can find all these products and programs at mindpumpmedia.com. T-shirt time! T-shirt time. I don't have to do it anymore, do I? Yeah. You don't have to do it anymore. It's, it's, you're done. It's automatic. My ears are already ringing. It's Fuck indelibly recorded. <laughs> T-shirt time. Oh, so good. All right, so we had 19 reviews, Not and bad. we're giving away five shirts. Awesome. So the winners are Alex Pep. Yeah. Pep Mom of many littles. Mm. Wow. Cakewalk 1093. Amelia with a smiley face. And Destiny Poitras. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, yeah. your shipping address, and I'll get that right out to you. Two thoughts. One on Adam, one on Justin. So <laughs> I went, came in, went to the bathroom, and I know how much, Adam, you hate. I know one of the things in the world you oh, hate God. the most. What the most. That? There's like, <laughs> There's like three things in the world that you hate more than anything. <laughs> one would be like... A dirty ass. Inauthentic, lazy people. Yeah. That's one of them. The other right. one is like people who treat animals and children terribly. Like you hate that. That's yeah. terrible. I hate that. And then like one of the top three is like single ply toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. that arguably could be number one. Oh, it's, yeah. it's way up there. Way up there. So uh, this, they don't even have, I don't even think this is single ply. This is like half ply. <laughs> This is the. This oh is wow! Not even, it shreds. It's starting to annoy you even. No, huh? I use your fingers broke through a couple times. <laughs> no, I got, the, I got the technique. Yeah. I have single ply Brown at home. Thumb. This is not single ply. This is almost like half ply construction paper, toilet paper. Yeah. So Katrina, like paper mache. Katrina, yeah. it disintegrates in your. Fingers. Out of your guys' relationships, who's the saver? Who's like who's like always trying to save twenty five cents on something? Like, do you, is the relationship? Who's the one who's more frugal? Oh God, Ooh. who's more frugal? Even. We're pretty uh, even. Are you guys? Yeah. Oh wow, you we guys match are, pretty well. Oh, yeah. Katrina's for sure the frugal one. Courtney probably more so. Yeah. yeah. Katrina's always trying to save a dollar, and I'm like, there's certain things like don't go cheap on me, like yeah. my toothpaste, my stuff, my toilet paper. There's certain things that like my deodorant, like that's don't move, don't mess with that. I don't care if it's a dollar more today. You know what's gonna happen, dude, Justin? Uh, you know, I just realized right now. What? So let's say all our dreams come true, mind pump explodes. We're just fucking making okay. tons my, and tons my of money. Have, my pump hasn't exploded yet. Listen, no, let's say it no. really explodes. No, like it just we hasn't. like we're just making all this money, right? It's like, oh my god, what am I gonna do with all this money? You know what Adam's gonna do, right? <laughs> it's just a pile right here yeah, in front of us. You know what he's gonna do, right? Huh. He's gonna he's not gonna use toilet paper anymore. He's fucking. He's gonna have a hundos. mink. No, it's gonna be a mink. Oh, like he's gonna buy mink like squares. Mink. Yeah, like a mink coat. You know, like that soft, oh, super. You ever feel a mink? Yeah. And he's just gonna and then throw it away. There's wow. actually. There, I feel like that's what you're you actually don't want. Ultra, ultra soft. Like I'm not a, like. There's like three ply now. It's that's oh, over, you know what? Educate it's me. overkill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah three, break it down. 
three ply is like like you said, it's like a, like it's almost too soft. It doesn't have enough. Plus, you can never go back from that. Yeah, right? you want yeah, a little go, bit. You, you want so a little bit of rough because like you want a little bit of rough because you want to make sure you get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it has to be a certain grade, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want any leftovers. Yeah, if it's like a cloud, if it's like like try wiping your ass with cotton balls. Let me see how that <laughs> see how that goes. You know it, what? It, like, kisses, <laughs> but it you doesn't know what? like scrape I, it. I totally like underestimated the 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 science that goes into this. You're right. I know. I could imagine. I know that's hard for you to say. I too. could imagine. What I it's know it's like. very hard for you to say. I totally underestimated this, Adam. There's a lot that goes into. A, it is. There is. A I science. wonder how much money goes into the re, the research and development of toilet paper. Oh, bro, there has oh, to dude. be a ton. So what about? Let's see, use the wipes. What, what happens? Because you get that like dry, itchy asshole. How do you how do you deal with that? From the wipes? Yeah. Good wipes. You can get good wipes with like uh, uh, aloe vera and stuff on it. So it's like leaves oh, your butts. You yes. Yeah, or you just said, dude, because I, mean, I admit that's like itchy assholes right up there with like dirty asshole. Yeah, it's, it's the it's same. Not fun. It's almost the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't. I think dirty asshole is causes. It is that, yeah. I don't know. Itchy, Sometimes itchy butt. Do you is remember a dry when, itchy butthole? Do you? Come okay, on, man. You're so, not gonna walk around. So do you remember? I just stoked on. You know, that. I could feel. I could feel Doug just. Just he, he's ready edit, to edit all of this. Yeah, the whole thing. Do you remember <laughs> like, when we you just had a thousand new listeners come in today? This is what they had to listen <laughs> like, to first. Damn it! Do you remember when you were a kid? You know what we should do? We should you, start every show with just like a little bit of good information and science, and then yeah, we can go and then we're like scrotum. Yeah. Right? You know, we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, do you real. remember when you were a kid and you go outside to play recess and you get all sweaty and then you come inside the classroom and sit down, but then your butt's still sweaty, so then it would start itching in class, uh -huh. and then you're like, ah, and, and you, you just scoot. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Left, Terrible. Right. Left, right. So, and then they're like, you have ADD. No. No, no. I have things going on. Yeah, I got itchiness yeah. in my buttocks. Let me work it Did out. Did I ever tell you guys the um, the the time that, I, the only job that I ever quit on the first day, right, of not doing it? It wasn't really a job. It was like a side side job that I was you trying You just to, walked out? Well, well, it wasn't walked out. It was uh, it was uh, moving, transporting beehives. Did I ever tell <laughs> Wait, what? I never told you guys this. <laughs> you go from milk and udders to I don't beehive movement. There must have, there wasn't. You are fuck around. Was there like a you're a renaissance? Must have been a terrible market where you were yeah. at. Like, that was your options. <laughs> well, no. Listen. So it, this has been this last week. It was wild, right? With the with the ghost rider here in town, and he's he's making me dig into stuff. I forgot this story. It was only one day. You know what I'm saying? I went there. I was done. You know what I'm saying? Like that was it. It was all, wow. all I worked and. I forgot all about it, but we, I don't remember what he asked me to keep digging into that. Like, there's nothing. You mean to tell me you've never quit something? Or I'm like, oh, you know what? I take that back. There was this job, and I had to be like somewhere between 16 and 20, or 16 and 19, somewhere in that range. <clears throat> and I'm all. I was always. Uh, I was the kid. I don't know about you guys, but you know, because we didn't have a lot of things, I was very driven to try and make. I was you know working by the time I was 15 years old, and any little. You know, oh, you want me to wash your car for twenty bucks? Yeah, I'll do it. Mow lawn, yeah, for ten dollars, yeah, I'll do it. Like I was, I would take any job that I could on the side to make some money. And one of my mom's friends, uh, they had like this uh, honey business, and they move, they had to move, transport the hives. Like so, you go to, you put them on people's properties for I don't, I don't remember how long. And they, I mean, this is like a, like a diesel truck, like like hundreds of these things. It's a all night operation to transport them, and you do it at nighttime because that's when they, the bees sleep, right? And so I'm like, I, I, I get kind of the idea and I know you get these full suits. So I'm like, whatever. I, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Fuck, I'm not scared of bees, you know? Yeah. So we get these suits on and what I don't know, okay, going into this is you, I mean, you get them all over you, right? But you got the suit on, but it's inevitable that they will find their way through any little crack they can. So you're going to get them inside your suit. That's just, it's just. You mean get, the suits aren't like. 
They're not sealed. Well, not the ones I had used. They're, <laughs> they are. They are sealed. You're the new guy. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. They are yeah. sealed. Yeah. Give, but them you, the, give them the shitty suit. But like your gloves go all the way over here, so and they then can you crawl and, down the middle. Yeah, and so the, I mean, the, they the and you're you know you had the the helmet that goes over with the veil, and then they they could go up. But you know, <laughs> so you had to wear this. So I'm wearing this thing. Oh my right? god, I'd pay so much money to have a picture of that. So oh, yeah. I'm doing this right, and this is why I couldn't. And I, I'm I'm probably maybe an hour in into the if doing it, and it's driving me crazy and they tell me they're like you're like don't don't freak out when you see the bee flying in your veil so that lift your helmet up and then they'll fly on top of your head and then you smash them on your head you know and then by the time you're all done you have like five or so bees that are dead on the top of your (laughs) this is a terrible job smash your head yeah so yeah but i i could still handle this i'm like okay that's not too bad where it started to drive me crazy was after working for about an hour you begin to start to sweat you know you're in this big suit and everything like that so now i can't tell if it's bees crawling up me or, <laughs> or all over me, of sweat. or beads of sweat, and I get this bead of sweat that runs down my back oh my and then God. runs down my ass crack, oh, and so I feel it feels like a bee is crawling up my asshole, <laughs> and I fucking scream, bro! I go running away from all these. I strip all the clothes off. I'm swinging all over me. Rip my pants off, like, and it's sweat that's ran down my back. But at that point, I was like, I don't. I'm good. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not enough money for me to to, to do this shit. I, I can't blame you, dude. Penetrating <laughs> bees. That's a that's a great story. Yeah. I can't believe you never yeah. told us. You know why? Because it, it was something that I had. He it's dug, so random. He dug into so many things. Is that the uh, worst job you've ever done? I, I guess so, because it's the only one I ever quit. Probably, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I think that was where we were going, like the worst thing I've ever done or, you know, whatever, like... I don't remember what he asked my, me. My worst there. job was, because I started by washing dishes in the back of, oh, look, look at that. What a great picture, Doug. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's definitely a picture of Adam. How yeah, funny is that? Look at the, look, look yeah. the caption. Yeah, follow what? me, boys, right in the butt crack. Yeah. So I, uh, uh, my worst job, so I, my first job was washing Send dishes. That to me, Doug. That's yeah. funny. My first job was washing dishes in the back of a pizza restaurant, and that was okay. You know, you had to wash real fast, and you have those commercial-grade Dishwashers. Have you ever seen these things? Yeah, they're like yeah. super high pressure. Yeah, they've fat. got like two two doors on either side. So you 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 lift them, you throw the tray in there with the dishes, you slam down the doors, you push the button, and then it's like, and it's like maybe a minute of washing. And I mean, you could put dishes in there that have like gunk all over. Oh, them. dude, I could I put a whole pizza in there. It would <laughs> it come out and the dishes will be clean. You know what I mean? In fact, that was the game. Yeah. Like, let's see what we could put in there and what happens. <laughs> But anyway, that was my first job, but that wasn't my worst job. My worst job was the job I got after that where I got a job at this uh, home loan company, and my job was to make – they had all these files of all the home loans that they did, so like thousands and thousands and thousands of thick files. And my goal was to make another copy of them. That was, I mean, that was my job, make another copy of them. So all I did – <laughs> Oh, God. Dude, all I did all day was take out the file – Take out the staples from the freaking thing, put them on the machine, and watch it go. And then it gets stuck inevitably. And then I'd open it up. So I became an expert on copy machines. By the way, I know how to. If anyone you ever, had to copy the fuck out of something, I, yeah. yeah. But dude, I want. How many to, times did you do your butt cheeks, dude? And that's where your technology be honest stopped. Yeah, I never did my butt cheeks. Oh, you want to know what I did do that was bad in there? <sighs> Terrible. This is the worst thing I've ever done. I think they oh. had a vending machine in there that was not the smartest vending machine. <laughs> okay. So like I looked at this thing and there were, you know, when you put the court, you have to put the quarters in, there's like three quarters and each, when you put the quarters in and you turn the knob, 
the quarters lift up a like a trigger mechanism that shows that there's three quarters and then you keep turning it and then the candy comes out. Mm-hmm. Which anybody with a fucking brain could see like this is easy to fuck with. So what I did was I got a plastic fork and I break off one of the prongs, stick the three prongs in there, turn the thing so it hit the triggers so it thinks it has money and it'd get free candy all the time. And I used to teach everybody in the office to do that and we all did that shit. So I probably stole a grand total of, I don't know, $50 worth of candy over my... So, hey, my apologies. I feel terrible for doing that. my worst job, uh, I was like uh, helping this guy out working on a house and he was trying to teach me all this stuff about like working on a house so we start with plumbing and so we're underneath the house and he gets through this whole process we're crawling all in these tight spaces and everything I'm kind of laying on my back in the dirt and he's like describing okay so sometimes uh, there's lines here that uh, I mean there's human sewage like in this line so be very careful and like as he's like talking about that the pipe falls and shit comes like splashing out like on top of him and then on top of me right as he's talking about it. And I, I literally had human like shit on me. Uh, yeah, of course it smelled like poop. Oh, it my was God. shit. <laughs> of course it smelled like poop. Did you get a question? <laughs> Justin's like, no, it's I, like, I went home. It's like daisies. Bro. That's when I quit. I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm out of here. Did you get hepatitis? Did you make sure? Probably. You yeah. 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 I, got, I got the hit. <laughs> well, that means Adam has it. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> I, don't you guys, be, I don't drink drinks after Justin. Get, I got to keep an eye on I that. Dude, I'm a. So that's, that was the end of plumbing. Yeah, for me. man. Oh, dude, this morning, by the way, it was a miracle I got here on time. So. Justin, have you you get your kids ready for school in the morning? Yeah. Do your kids ever decide to make a massive big deal out of nothing? Oh, duh. Okay, so I'm thinking this may just be my daughter, but I guess it's not. Maybe it's other kids too. So my kids go to uh, Catholic school, and on some days it's called formal dress day, and they have to wear a particular uniform Mm -hmm. to go on that particular day. And there's two ways well, to wear this. They have different uniforms for different days there? There's one uniform that they wear most, wear most days. And then on formal days, which are they happen like once a week, there's a particular type of uniform that they have to wear. And now, what, f- now, what's the purpose of that? <clears throat> they like, go to they do mass. Oh, okay. They do mass, so they have to wear a particular um, type of uh, you know subset of their of their uniform, and it's called the formal uniform. So, you know, and, and my kids are split between two households. So sometimes we don't have everything at my house and same thing with her mom. So she wakes up this morning and I'm like, I wake them up. I'm like, oh, don't forget today's formal day. Okay. Everybody's getting ready. And my daughter typically wakes up in a, generally in a bad mood. Like she's generally just. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I was. Moody. Yeah. She's just moody in the morning. Um, That's where you get that word from. You know what it is? And I'm, this is, I'm sure this is sexist because she's a girl, but I'm like, I, I think like, wow, you're moody. Like if you were a stereotypical person who's PMSing, she's only eight, so she's not, which only frightens the shit out of me when later on, is that going <laughs> to compound, right? <laughs> so she wakes up, she's just fucking, she's angry. As soon as I go in there, wake up, don't turn on the light. That's what she says right away. Don't turn on the light. And I'm like, okay, but you got to get, I heard you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be great. Snappy. So you have to make a decision. Do I, do I 
like rail on her for being rude or do I let it slide because if I focus on that this is what the morning's going to be well, about Well isn't this the, well, how old how old is it when she, when the whole her hormones do start kicking up and she does she have like body odor yet and is that No ha- not yet dude okay, this so. is just this is apparently is her baseline Cuz my, so. my, <laughs> my 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 youngest sister she went through that like I remember like when she was in 3rd grade like telling my mom like Hey, Sarah stinks, mom. You got to get her to start wearing deodorant already. So she- I think I think third and fourth is when some girls go through it. Okay. What, yeah. What, what grade is Second. Your- oh, okay. Yeah. So she's got. Another- so she's like that already. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I know now. I just let her do her thing. So she's getting ready, and I hear her stomping, and then, papa, like yelling at the loud, like at the top of her lungs. So I'm like, and I'm I'm like, I try not to react because. My instinct she is- She wants a fight. She wants a reaction. Dude, she wants a reaction. My yeah. instinct is to go upstairs and be like, guess what? We're throwing all your toys away right now. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I want to do that so bad, but I don't. So I'm like, yes. Where's my formal? Ah, whatever. And I'm like, it's in your drawer. That's not the one I want. So she wanted the long sleeve one. Instead, she had the short sleeve one. So I'm like, well, it looks like we don't have the long sleeve one. So wear the short sleeve one and then you'll wear- a jacket over that. Yeah. Like, not a fucking big deal. That's not the one. I'm like, that's the only option yeah. that you have. So now my son's getting ready. He's eating breakfast. There's like seven minutes left. She's not downstairs yet. She's still upstairs and she's just pissed. So I'm like, okay. So I go upstairs and I go to open the door and it's locked. <laughs> it's my eight is an eight-year-old daughter. Yeah. So it's locked. So I'm like, open the door. No, I want my, you know, my formal sweater. Tell mom to drive over here. I'm like, your mom's on her way to work. That's not going to happen. You have three seconds to open the door. And I can feel the inner rage. Yeah. <laughs> like if it had to, if it had a color, when it gets to white hot, that's when shit goes down. At this point, it's just a glowing red and I can feel it like in my chest. You ever feel that, Justin? Oh, yeah. Where you start to identify it and you're like, oh, this is going oh, to get volatile. This is going to, like, I'm going to have this to control it. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, you have three seconds to open the door or I'm going to open the door for you. So then she opens it and she's pissed off and so we have this big conversation and I'm like, this is your final chance. You are going to put this on and leave or your brother's going to leave without you. Oh, at this point, she's still not even dressed? She's halfway dressed. She's refusing to put the top part on because she's not have <laughs> what she wants. So uh. so at this point, so I'm like, uh, pick a toy that, for me to throw away right now. Now I'm starting to lose my temper. No! I'm like, if you don't pick a toy, I'm going to pick a toy. Back and forth, back and forth. Finally, she's like begrudgingly putting it on, and then she's getting ready, and I'm like, you have one minute left, and I set the timer, and I keep telling her, 40 seconds left. 30 seconds left because, you know, it's time to time to leave. So finally, she gives in and she leaves. But Jesus, oh, the battle. Yeah. That, and this, the battle is not necessarily with her. It's no, with it's me. it's irrational. Like, oh, I've God. had those battles too. It, and it is sometimes over clothes or it's over, like, not, not getting a play date or whatever it was with their friend. And, <laughs> and you're just like, well, it just didn't work out. Like, they're doing something else today. Ah, like it's just like this like rage you know it's like you just have to let them like what does it look it like out. what does it look like when you guys take it too far like do you guys ever do like smash a dollhouse oh dude like, that's it no oh, dude. you know what i'm happens? ripping barbie's head right off you know what happens it's when i know when i've taken it too far when oh, i, I when it. i throw down a punishment that 10 minutes later 
I think to my because once you say here's the key by the way this yeah, is a secret I don't get emotional yeah. as they're getting emotional yeah, you That's have to you have to be consistent as yeah. fuck like oh, if yeah. I say this is the punishment yeah. I have to stick to it now otherwise it's coming otherwise you weaken yourself yeah so I know when I went too far when ten minutes later I'm like ooh that was you know, two months, no TV, you know, for not picking up toys. Like, like that might be. That affects me, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, son so. of a bitch. My parents were the parents that grounded for like a year, bro. They were that, oh my those God. parents. You Would they stick to it? No, dude. Yeah, because it's too much. Can't do right, that, right. Yeah. Who, no, who's grounded for a year? They're, they're so angry. A year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? No, I'll, I'll literally take the toy and then I'll go throw it in the garbage can in front of them. You know? <laughs> but then you keep it there. Like, that's it. It's no, gone. that's it. It's gone. It's, it's gone forever. <laughs> dude my, yeah, my don't fuck around my cousin did that with his daughter like she's really really stubborn and he threw away like five toys in the garbage like her most prized toys yeah and he told me like he's he like hit him right where it hurts he's man. like and he told me like an hour later he's like dude he goes bro he goes i felt an hour later when i calmed down he goes <laughs> he goes i felt terrible he's like it was way too far though, <laughs> but i couldn't do anything because i had to yeah, stick, stick to it. with it, man. So, so then he learned his lesson with oh, that. We God. had a nice conversation. Did you guys yeah. see uh, what happened with uh, Canel, uh, Canelo Alvarez? He that, got popped for yeah. What drug steroids? did he get caught with? Clembuterol. Mm. That, dude, that was the why fight. would Clen you get, just wh to, wh who the fuck what? is his coach that's yeah. giving him Clen to get ready for a fight? Are you an idiot? I don't. Right. You know, there's no benefit. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not like well, a, he's 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 blaming the uh, trend or whatever. He's he's blaming the the chickens. That's what he's blaming. You know what? That's actually not that's that could be very true. So what? Yeah. So back in the day, athletes were and people were getting actually not just athletes. People were getting um, clenbuterol poisoning from eating uh, meat uh, like poultry or beef because it was tainted with clenbuterol. So he probably just googled that. And I think that's, and he's like, yeah, that's well, it. so that's the, that, and that's why I brought it up. So yeah. this is the big speculation is like. I'm sure, and, th and this is the game, right? Like, yeah. I think this is the game is when there's news or there's there's stuff like that to support that argument. This is what we're gonna fuck with. If I'm your coach, right? And it's like, listen, we're we, you know we can't use this. Here's we can't the gray use this. Line there. Yeah, here's a, we have an excuse. Yeah, here's in case it happens or medicine, right? You've seen that all the time yeah. too, where there's like a certain prescription. Maybe this person has a certain allergy or something. So John that, Jones and his boner pills. Right, you know, right. There's like, always on, there's yeah. always like this out, and I I think these guys. <laughs> Go into it already, like okay. Worst case scenario, we could get caught. If we do get caught, this is what we say. Yeah. See, here's why. Here's why I, I can't. I can believe him because clenbuterol is a terrible performance enhancing drug. Yeah. It can definitely get you leaner in a two week period. So if you're a bodybuilder or physique competitor, so you're on stage and you, you want to look. Well, did you sure? need to cut weight? I thought it does. It, no, I, it's terrible. It, yeah. I thought it increases your aerobic capacity. No. So or is so it, the it is a. Um, <laughs> It is a beta agonist, um, which is, uh, and I think I'm saying it right. I think it's a beta agonist because it was developed for um, asthma. <clears throat> so it can help people with asthma. The problem, the studies show pretty clearly that taking clenbuterol will, will not increase your performance, but it'll reduce it. Unless you have asthma, then it might really? help. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it harder to perform, breathe. It's not good for cardiovascular function. It's not good for the heart. Um, look, you, you've you've played with Ken before. I have. Do you fucking have heart better workouts? You feel shaky and shitty when you're working out. Yeah, no, it feels like you you just did a line of coke before you go to the go to the gym. It's yeah. that strong. It's yeah. really, and you don't really feel strong. like you're strong. You feel like it's harder. That you know that's a that I can't I can't concur or I can't confirm. Like I just think that um, 
You know, I, I, I wasn't doing heavy, hard, intense cardio. Like, I'm not doing endurance. I'm definitely not boxing like that. So I could not compare and say, like, what it's like if I was taking Clint and I was running hill sprints or something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, so, so, I've, so <clears throat> I do have asthma. What I liked about it was I would take it and I'd go walk on a treadmill. And by the time five minutes of walking, I'm boring and sweat. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so I, I did have asthma as a kid. So I'm very familiar with those classes of drugs. I've used albuterol many, many times, inhaler, but I've also used albuterol tablets and I've used uh, clenbuterol in the past and they're terrible for a workout because it gets your heart rate up. So you end up getting out of breath sooner. You don't have the same level of performance. It just what's, it just doesn't what's work. What's the well. term for like muscle saving? Isn't it? Doesn't it have some properties like muscle that? sparing? Yeah. So it's got some anabolic properties that are independent. Uh, it's not hormonal, so it's different. Yeah, I know it's not hormonal, yeah. but it, uh, isn't it? Because that's another reason why a lot of guys, in animals it does. Yeah. So in, in 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 cows and in other animals for sure, because they have more of these receptors in their muscles. So we have these beta receptors in our um, hearts and in in certain types of muscle. Not necessarily in our skeletal muscle. We have them in heart, in our heart, and in our lungs. So when we take these drugs, and I really hope I'm saying it right, so I might be wrong, but when you take these drugs, they they uh, they affect some muscles and not others. But in other animals, they have a greater density of these same receptors in their skeletal muscle. So when you give like clenbuterol to a cow, it builds muscle. Um, like if you gave it a mild anabolic in humans. You know, anecdotally speaking, a little bit uh, definitely can help you get leaner, but that's short too, right? It's like a week, week or two weeks, and then it stops working. Mm, yeah. And you can get it from tainted meat. So you can eat a cow that had been eating clenbuterol, and then you'll get clenbuterol. And some people have actually been hospitalized with clenbuterol poisoning <coughs> from that. So they've actually banned it in many countries. So that may be the case. If it's not, if his coach is giving him clen as a performance that's a enhancer, strange choice. That is a shitty drug to take for performance and it's so detectable with with uh tests that it'd be stupid because you can detect it for so long it's you're basically fucking your athlete you know what i mean you're, you're like right. here do this drug that even after it wears off it's gonna be detectable for two months afterwards it's this not- just came out yesterday so i'm really interested to yeah. see how it unfolds because you know of course right away you got people talking shit like there's already people Oh my God! I can't believe you're bullshitting line. But I'm like, there, there is a possibility, you know. <laughs> but there is a, and and as far as I know, I couldn't see Clint being that beneficial, even if it was, even even if it did help a little bit. I can't yeah. imagine it's not like a game changer for anybody. <laughs> no, it's strange. I just think that all these. I mean, I don't know. I I I, I maybe can count on one hand how many uh, pro athlete friends of mine that I know that don't use anabolics or use some sort of PEDs. Right. I mean, I, I all of them. But there, there's exceptions to the rule. Like, my buddy Brendan is somebody who's never never fucked with it or dabbled with it. My other buddy Frampton's never fucked with it. You know, they played eight-plus years in the NFL and, and, and have still are drug-free completely. But they also are not at the the top the top of the level like i've never and, and they're also probably the exception they are they're they're, yeah. ge- they're genetic yeah, anomalies they're freaks they're super talented they have an incredible work ethic yeah and and then that landed them kind of middle of the row of the pros you know what i'm saying they i think certain positions in sports uh for example in football probably certain positions would you would you call upon anabolics more so than other positions you know course, what i'm saying like if you're yeah. a, a 350 pound lineman yeah, yeah if you're yeah. a cornerback or a receiver you're you're i'm sure you're benefit from anabolics but you're it's not as big of a pressure as if you were a 
alignment. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. Um, you know, yeah. The, and when that's your only focus is is like in your paycheck, it's like they're gonna come up with strategies and shenanigans to you know to get um, to get all that kind of stuff incorporated. And so that's why I think my initial thought process is like how they're hacking the system somehow. Mm, you know, because mm. I think that a lot of these top tier athletes have and they that. have a lot of oh. money. Oh, yeah. I hundred. That's what I think. I think right they now, have the money to be, yeah, for the scientists and everybody else. Well, think about it this way: team. we just interviewed uh, Dr. Molly Malouf, who's a concierge biohacking doctor for Silicon Valley elite. Don't think for a second there aren't these elite doctors that work specifically with of pro course. athletes yeah, who are on, like, dude. okay, let me help you with these. It's naive not to yeah. think. Well, you remember that when we saw was it what was it Icarus? Was that the name of that? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah they talked about that. I mean, there. I mean, there's so yeah. much. Every <laughs> and this these guys have been trained to 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 cheat the Olympics, bro. Yeah. If you can cheat the Olympics, you can cheat any other sport, bro. That Olympics, oh, yeah. the the testing on that's ridiculous. Is the most stringent. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah so I mean, far. if you got if there's doc- although the UFC, I'm pro- I mean, I am really impressed with you. Yeah. I'd say of all the pro sports. They are the most serious about their testing their athletes. Yeah, well, I think they have the most to prove, you know, like they're trying to get legitimate in the eyes of everybody. And the most to lose, you know, yeah. people are so afraid of it being barbaric. Speaking that of what I mean, like they're not even uh, allowed in every single state. I, I'm sure they've they've broken down. Like I know not, they're in New York now, which took a mm-hmm. while for them to mm-hmm. get into. But, did yeah. you guys, speaking of UFC, did you guys see Frankie Edgar get knocked out just the other night? I, was like, I saw a clip of it. That was a oh, really crazy. First time ever for him. Yeah. His whole career, bro. Wow. His whole He hasn't been stopped. Who's that guy that beat him? Uh, I forget his name. Young guy coming up right now, dude. That that was totally unexpected. <laughs> that was so. Is well, that? I'm, to, I'm, check I'm assuming out. by the clip that I saw. So I know nothing of the other fighter, but I'm assuming he has a very high pedigree of striking, because his combination was. The irony actually is what he's known for is his grappling. Really? Yeah. That's, wow. what he's, that's He's got. A, he has one of the most vicious like grips. Like he gets a hold of you. You know, a couple times during the fight, he got a hold of Frankie, and the whole crowd, <gasps> like, here it comes. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as he, remember when Ronda, when Ronda Rousey yeah. was fighting, as soon as she got a hold of an arm, everyone, everyone's like, oh, it's yeah, over. It goes. It's, yeah, done. it's over. Yeah, so one, he's two, like, three, done. He's kind of like that, but he's, uh, I mean, he looked great, man. The the everyone was everyone's been talking about him, all his wins that he had that he's since he's been in. And Frankie Edgar was going to be like the real first test for him. He knocked him out. Yeah, dude. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. Was, yeah, yeah, great, that's dude. Great, so great fight. read an article that was. Probably maybe because I'm a parent. One of the most alarming articles I've read, and part of it is because I'm a parent. The other part of it is because this is something that I've been. I think all of us have talked about this, but I've been definitely um, tuning into or feeling that this is the case. So, in the five, so I'm going to read to you some statistics. So they do these large national national surveys on uh, on on kids, on teens, all the time, and they ask them questions like. How do you feel uh, about certain things? What are the words to describe those things? How is your sex life? You know, what do you think about whatever? So they do these huge surveys, and they've been doing them for decades. So they're con- they have we have consistent markers that we can read. Well, in the five years between 2010 and 2015, the number of U.S. teens who say that they feel useless and joyless, okay, which are classic symptoms of depression have surged 33%, Wow, which is a huge, massive, significant jump in that category. We have not seen a movement in the category. Is that 33% compared to the previous five years? Uh, 33%, yes. That's Th- what I'm saying. So yes, it's, like it's, between 2010 wow. and and here's the other one. Teen suicide attempts have jumped 
23% in that same period of time. Mm. Obviously. And the number of 13 to 18-year-olds who have committed suicide has jumped 31% in that same period of time. Mm. So there's a new paper that was published in the Clinical Psychology uh, Psychological Science, uh, uh, which uh, is a, uh, a group that publishes you know, papers on studies that talk about suicide and other things that, that deal with psychology. And they're finding that suicide attempts are appearing among teens from every background that are, it's growing in every background. So more privileged, less privileged, all races, ethnicities, basically kids that are born after 1995 are much more likely to experience mental health issues than their predecessors. Wow. Yes, this is a big, big deal right now. And they are trying to figure out what's going on. They need more research, but here's what they're coming up with. Smartphone ownership crossed the 50% threshold in late 2012, right when teen depression and suicide really started taking off. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. By 2015, 73% of teens had access to a smartphone. So, so, of all the variables that they're looking at, like what the fuck could possibly be contributing to this incredible spike in suicide among teens? Like what the fuck is going on? What variable changed the most? Because that's what you have to look at first. Now, we have to test further, but that's the first place you're going to look. Right. Obviously, right. there's many, many different Potential variables. Potential factors. Yeah. Right, right. But that's a big deal. But so what they did is they looked and they said, oh, shit. So in 2012, just over 50% of kids, 18 to, to, to what was it that I said, 18 to, thir- to or 13, 12 to 18, 13 to 18, over 50% owned smartphones. Before that, it was under 50%. So at 2012, we crossed that mark. By 2015, so just three years later, within three years, it went to just over 50% to over 73%. And I would assume today it's probably closer to 80, 90%, right? So that's what they're looking at right now. The other thing is time spent online has exploded as well. They found that teens who spend five or more hours a day online were 70% more likely than teens who spent less than an hour a day to have at least one suicide risk factor, which is depression, thinking about suicide, or making a suicide plan or attempting suicide. So overall, suicide risk factors have are significantly increased after two or more hours a day of time online. Man. Wow. So I think what we're my what we've been talking about, and I'm definitely we need more data, but yeah. this is what they're saying, and they're this is the medical community. I'm going to go out and say 100%. I would bet money this is the problem and we are starting to deal well, with the beginning th- of an epidemic. This oh, is yeah. what this is what the book Irresistible speculated on. I didn't read that study, but this is exactly what they talked about it, aside from the behavioral addiction that comes with it is this you're can't help it, but you're comparing yourself to oh, these people. Yeah, the self-worth and all the different uh, social media sort of platforms where you're evaluating how many likes you get, like, you know, who's interacting with me or uh, like a day-to-day, like you're just, you're always like putting yourself out there like to see what kind of feedback you're getting. Well, and a lot of these kids are, they're so naive that they don't realize that, you know, Instagram and what drama said it really well, you know, Instagram's turning into like the new website, right? Like that's what it's like for, for people or did he say website or what do you refer it to is like where, you know, people come on there to see like, it's like the best version of you. 
Oh yeah, it's all it's your like a brochure. Oh, it's like something. your business card. Yeah, 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 that's what that's what it was. It's it was a business, business card. card. Yeah, that's, that's what he right. said. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. Where and so a lot of these, some of these kids, I think, are naive to think that these people don't look like this. This is not their lifestyle. It's probably not their fucking well, car. Let's it's take not it like a- that every day. And if you're constantly seeing that all the time, imagine if if this happened to you one day. Imagine if we walked out right before smart all this stuff. You walked outside, and all of a sudden, everyone you saw looked perfect. <laughs> everyone not oh, Mike yeah. not like literally like 80 90 percent and imagine how all your insecurities insecure. would yeah. be exaggerated at that oh, moment yeah. it's like everybody has insecurities we all have things like oh that one mole on my body or oh this is I'm a little soft here or, I have small this or, whatever it is right everyone's got these insecurities then you walk outside and the first hundred people you see 90 of them look perfect it's Imagine a, what that would have creates a, that would do. It creates a false sense of what your community is because now you believe that that's your community right, when it in right. fact isn't. Again, we've used the, the example it's, of like watching the NBA and, and being around NBA players and then you feel like everybody's fucking massively tall when in reality, seven foot tall people are extremely rare. So there's that. There's also the distraction factor where you're not alone. You know, doing nothing, so you're not figuring things out. You're not thinking. You're not. You're just always distracted. Always, uh, you know, dopamine hits all the time. So it creates that. Uh-huh. And let's take it a step further. If we're looking at statistics dealing with kids and it's affecting kids, don't make no mistake. This is happening to adults as well. Oh, of course. So yeah, I and because we're a, you know, our roots on the show are fitness and wellness. This is an important topic because this is. This is your wellness that we're talking about. Well, just think, too, about, like, how much time you're taking away from sunlight and, you know, being outside and interacting with people, like, physically. It's just that that type of a a connection is something that I think is completely undervalued. Well, I told you guys I had a really weird experience after that, that long fast that we all did. One of the things that was really obvious to me was I was extra sensitive to looking at my phone and computer. And that was a big eye opener for me that, you know, just sitting in, sitting there staring at the screen for a couple hours gave me like this throbbing headache out of nowhere. And I, and all I could connect was, oh, wow, I just came off of a complete fast. So why wouldn't that totally, totally. resensitize everything in Completely. my body? And you know what I'm saying? And then to think like I keep pushing through that and adapt to where that does, that to me tells me that my body's trying to tell me, hey, that's too much, bro. You are causing, it's, you're creating physiological changes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so if you're a parent, your responsibility, you have a responsibility to your children. And it's clear now, it's pretty obvious, socially clear now, I should say, that monitoring what your children eat is a important part of a responsibility as a parent, right? You don't just you don't just throw out a bunch of whatever your kids want to eat and you put it easily accessible and you tell them, hey, eat whatever you want, whenever you want, and put no structure around it. We know what that turns into. We know it turns into poor physical health, High risk of diabetes, Alzheimer's, uh, obesity, you know, hormonal issues, like just terrible things for your kids. And so now it's socially acceptable that as a parent, you you monitor that, you you put structures. It's not so socially apparent yet that you need to do that with electronics, but but it is just as important. And it's because it's new, it's not like the social norm yet. But I'm telling you right now, this is just as important. So how you man we already do this as parents we manage things for our kids we set structures and ga- and guidelines and boundaries to help raise them to become conscientious competent you know secure adjusted uh adults one of those things is going to be how to navigate a world where you have this access to technology 
and that it can go bad. It can go very bad where you can develop these habits with, with technology that you become this, you feel like life is meaningless and you're just sitting your, in your room all day and just spend time on social media or internet and never do anything. And it can lead to lots of different problems, including depression. And that goes to yourself. So using the food example, if you're a parent and you're trying to get your kids to eat healthy, it will almost never work if you yourself are not eating healthy. It's very difficult. Right. I mean, it's possible, but it's almost impossible. It's very, very difficult in my experience. Like, it has to be a household thing. So the same is true with electronics. You yourself right. have yeah. to have those habits. So what I've done now in my house, and I've already talked about this, is my phone is now attached to the charger, and it's in a central area in the house. And if I want to work, I have to go and I have to stand. I don't even sit down. I have to stand and work on my phone. It doesn't come with me anywhere. How's that been going? It was a pain in the ass at first. Yeah. But now it's I actually I'm happy that yeah. I do it. I I'm feel so way better. I'm so stoked. I started doing the same thing. Oh. It 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 literally has changed I'm the more dynamic. productive. Yeah, with my kids and, and the interactions we have cuz you're right. Like I <clears throat> I would catch myself like they want to play video games. They want to get the iPad. They want this and that and I'm just like, "No, no, no, no. You play with your toys. Play outside." And then I'm on my phone like, "No, no, 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 no." You know, Dude, it's just, it's on the flip a, side, you guys fucking suck at getting back to us now. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it actually, I'm actually more, I'm more productive yeah, now. Yeah, because, yo, yo, answer me here. Hey, I'm trying to get this done. Yeah. No, this I'm, email I'm, off. I'm What's actually, up? I'm more productive now because when I go to it, I'm like working. You know what I mean? Like I got to work. I'm here. I'm going to do my right. work. And then, yeah, that's and then, how I feel too. And yeah. the other thing I've done, so I just implemented this yesterday with my kids. So I'm reading the study and I've been managing it with my kids, but it's been willy nilly in the sense that, oh, it looks like you're on too much. Get off now. And I know. I know better. Like I know with kids, guidelines have to be clear. Like you can't just do that. Whatever I feel like today is what we're going to do today because then they don't know what's expected. There's no structure. Kids thrive off of knowing what to do when they wake up in the morning, what to do when they, you know. I was just going to ask you, have you guys ever thought about like a, like, like video game and phone windows? I did. Oh, you did. So I just, what I told my kids was this. I said, throughout the week, both of you have an allowance at four for four hours total of electronic time. And that includes TV. That's all electronics. Mm-hmm. Four hours each for the whole week. And it's up to you. For the whole week? For the whole week. Whoa. And it's up to you. Now, that doesn't include schoolwork or research. And it also doesn't include family electronic time. So if we're all as a family watching TV or all in the family on uh, the computer, okay. it doesn't count. because that's, say, that's hardcore, man. That's I've different. I've been watching TV with my kids. That's yeah, different. But yeah. But if it's four, but it's four hours on your own of electronic time, is and and, and and it's up to them how they use it. So you want to use it all in one day, you can. Mm-hmm. If you want to use a little here and there, you can. And if you get punished, I can take some away. And sometimes I may add some. But for the most part, it is four hours a week total. And so yesterday, my daughter used 15 Ooh, minutes of it. That's interesting. I like that. Yep. I like the adding adding and subtracting to that time. But that's it's kind of cool. This is your baseline. That's yeah. it. And then how you well you behave. You it. may get earned up to six or eight hours. It is, life. but it's going to be very judicious. I'm going to be very strict with it. And well, you already are when you think about it because the average kid right now is two and a half hours per day. It's terrible. That's the average. And right so now. you know what happened yesterday when I implemented this right away? Nobody watched because then my son's like, I'm not going to watch TV. I don't want to waste this time because I like playing computer games, so I'm going to save it all for that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So he didn't watch TV. My daughter watched a grand total of 15 minutes, and then I, I told her, okay, take away the 15 minutes, and then she stopped because she realized it wasn't worth it. And then they hymned and they hawed and they complained for about 30 minutes, and my son especially, which my son was very upset that I only, he only got four hours, which tells me this is definitely something I should be doing. If he has this much of a reaction, oh, yeah. he's for sure got an addiction. But then after about 30 to 40 minutes of complaining and this and, de- and debating and arguing back and forth, 
We started playing. The kids started playing with each other. My son picked up a book. My daughter started playing like with crafts. Uh, we all started uh, playing a board game together. We all had conversations, and it was the best fucking day ever. Yeah. So 100%, I'm on the right path. Oh, and yeah. this is for sure something I'm going to be very strict about now because it's just as important as monitoring the food that they put in their mouth, their activity, and all the other things that really. No, I think health. you're missing a piece that I think I know for sure because I know you guys so well, and this is where I think a lot of parents will hear this and then fuck it up, is you guys do a really good job of communicating the why you're doing what you're doing too. And I think that's really important because what, what I think a lot of parents do, which it's is- just be authority. Right, it reminds me of bad managers, right? People mm-hmm. who just because you're in the position to manage and lead, you think you're a leader, you're really not, you're just a dictator. And so if you're the type of parent who says- you only get four hours, you know, because you're doing it too much. That's not a why. That's not a reason why. Like mm-hmm. t- educating your kids on the potential dangers of it or why it can be. Oh, I had a long conversation. Right. So my son That's in particular. Important. That's important. And so, modeling it too, yep. you know, and you, you like subscribe to yeah, the yeah, same can, behaviors. Yeah. Like, cause I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be like uh, watching TV or watching this and that while they're, while I'm trying to have them mm-hmm. be more physical or read or anything like that. I'm like, Okay, well, I'm going to be doing that with them. What's good for them is good for you. Yeah. Just remember it. that. You and just do so it I actually had a great conversation with my son because he's sitting there and he's doing his homework. And this is after I told him and we had a long and we had a discussion about it. And he's really fucking upset. He's pissed off. And he's trying to debate me. And he's a smart kid. So he's trying to come up with ways to debate me. And, uh, you know, but ultimately he's, he, you know, I have a better argument. And he goes, I don't understand. And oh, he was mad. He put his hood over his head. He had a hoodie on. He puts it over his head. So he's like, no one can see him. And he's doing his homework. So then he's, he's starting to finish and I'm like, you look like you're upset. This is really upsetting you. I said, that is actually showing, it should show you that this is a good thing because if you have that strong of an emotional connection to this, then that means you may have had some kind of an addiction to it. And so we're, you know, we're going back and forth and he goes, you know what? He goes, I'm a really good kid. He goes, I get really good grades. I do everything you tell me. I'm a good brother. I don't cause any problems. He goes, why are you punishing me? And so I, I stopped him and I pulled his hoodie down and I looked at him and I said, you're not being, this is not a punishment. I said, I agree with everything you said. I said, you're a great kid. You're actually, I'm blessed to have you as my son. You're a remarkable son. You work very hard. You do everything that I ask. You're very conscientious. You're an ex- excellent brother. What I'm telling you about the electronic time has nothing to do with punishing you at all. This is not a punishment. It might feel like a punishment because you may not like it, but I'm not doing this to punish you. I'm doing this because I care about you and because I'm, I am your father and I, there's certain things that I understand that you may not understand that I see that will benefit you, will make you a better human being so that you can be more successful in life. And I'm just doing the best job that I can. And this is, seems like it's very clear for me. So we're going to try this out. But I wanted him to know this is not a punishment because he did make a very good point. Yeah. And I and and I want and that was something that I didn't even think about. Like, oh shit. Like it's coming out of the blue. Yeah, know, like like, I, like it's important they yeah. know they're not being punished because if he thinks he's being punished, then he's gonna go back and be like, What the fuck? Like yeah. I'm doing everything right, what's going on? And so I made sure to communicate that. You uh, know, I had an I had an ex and her dad, this is how her dad used to father, I thought was really unique too. The guy was really brilliant. Is a, a situation just like this, but he was it helps that he's very well read himself. He would like uh, he would tell his daughter that okay like if you want to do that then what I, what you need to do first is here's a book that I want you to read when you when you're finished with the, reading the book you can write me a one page one page uh, letter telling me why you deserve to do that or you should be able to do what you want and if it's if it's compelling if you have a compelling enough argument then absolutely I'll let you do that 
and the process of her going through. She had to have a good argument for it, or a good reason. Right, right. Yeah. And then, and of course, the book would always have some sort of a lesson that he's trying to teach yeah. her through that. Like in this case, like getting your son to read like a book like Irresistible. He's a very smart kid. Mm-hmm. After reading something like that, maybe he has a better understanding of, oh, that's where dad's coming from. No, explaining things to kids uh, goes a very long way. At the end of the day, sometimes you do have to say like, okay, well, now that I've explained it and you still have, you still want to argue with me, I'm still the final decision maker here. But I think it's important to explain kids like when uh, I, you know, I explain to my kids about and even things that they don't argue with, like you know. And I, by the way, um, I've been getting a lot, of, a lot of messages with the Doctor Molly Maloof episode, and in particular, a couple people messaged me about what she said about endocrine disruptors, like uh, cosmetic products, like deodorants and creams and stuff, mm-hmm. and how they affect your hormones. And I'm very happy that we had a doctor saying it because I think people sometimes need to hear yeah. an MD saying these things. But I even talked about that with my kids. So I ordered, you know, I ordered them toothpaste and deodorant now for my son and shampoo from like Thrive Market. And so I actually went on Thrive Market and I showed them the products that I'm ordering for them. And I'm saying, you know, do you know why I'm ordering? You know, because they need to know. Otherwise, if you don't know, like, by the, when they go to college or something, they're going to be like, whatever, I'm going to do the fuck I want, right? Yeah, they're pissed that, like, the, the toothpaste doesn't taste super sweet and foamy like it used to. Then exactly. Then you describe the reason why. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm telling them, I'm like, do you know why I order you guys products that say natural and organic and why I pick these products? And they're like, well, they're better for you. I'm like, well, do you know what that means? Um, The other ones make us sick. I'm like, well, not necessarily. So I'm explaining, like, what an endocrine disruptor is. And so what I did with my daughter, cause she's eight, right? So I just got a piece of paper and I drew, uh, like, a you know, that like, if you look at a, a castle and they have like the tower and at the top of the tower, you have like that jagged edge of the wall because that's where the, Bow like the arch. archers would yeah. shoot through. Mm-hmm. So I drew like this jagged kind of edge and I said, okay, I said in your body, there are things called receptors and receptors are like a lock. And, there are hormones that float through your body and they, they're they like a key. And when they fit inside and they drew a shape that Did fit inside- Did you make inside, some models? Like, no. I, well, no, because for how do you explain like the shape? I know, it's so complex, right? dude. I, I don't so know. I like, said- Impressed you're trying I said, to so, <laughs> break this down. Yeah, yeah, so I said, your body has locks and there's keys that float around. And if the key matches the lock, then the lock opens and then your body knows what to do. And hormones will tell your body to do certain things like- in a in a boy, testosterone will tell a boy to build muscle, lower his voice, you know, get hair on his chest and stuff like that. And a girl, estrogen will get her her body ready to develop breasts and all these different things. And I said, so those are what the hormones do. I said, there's actually chemicals that are close enough to the hormone key that sometimes they fit inside that lock. It's a false key. And then your body thinks it's a hormone and it starts to do things it's not supposed to. And I said, in some products have these chemicals that look like these things and it causes your body to do things and these natural products are are better because they had they don't have these types of chemicals in them and my daughter's like oh wow i really get it and so now she's like doesn't want to use anything that's you know not you know these type of products that's but great. you had you have to explain it right so and it's cool because we're on thrive market right and thrive market's so great because every product you pick is in that category so i'm letting them pick from their category of things. So they were part of the process. So it was really, really cool. But I yeah, had, you're right. I had a client with Thrive Market that I was just talking to her today. I thought that it was kind of cool. She shared with me. I asked her, I said, hey, have you been ordering from Thrive Market? She says, oh, you know, it's funny you brought that up. I 
actually uh, just finished the 30 day trial and I told him that I, I wouldn't be doing it. And I'm like, oh, she's like, well, she's like, I'm all by myself and I don't just order enough. And I, if I ordered enough, I said, she goes, I really like the product. And she goes, man, their customer service is insane. She goes, I told them that I didn't want to do it and they were they were super nice and said, why don't you extend it for six months and try this? They were trying to work with me in so many different ways. She goes, it was really, really cool. She goes, but honestly, Adam, she goes, I just don't order enough. I wouldn't order enough from them for myself. She goes, I think a jar of ghee would last me three months, this and that. So I just didn't justify having the, the, the membership like that. But she goes, I have to tell you, man, the company's off the chain. I said, no, no, that's part of the reason why we work with them is that I think they just, they have a lot of integrity. So great. Yeah, I think they're really, really good. So great. One of my favorite companies to work with ever this quaz brought to you by organifi for those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition organifi fills the gap with laboratory tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge try organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to organifi.com that's o-r-g-a-n-i-f-i.com and use the coupon code mind pump for 20 percent off at checkout all right, our first question is from Liz GVT. Thoughts on the recent protein powder study? It shows a lot of quality products having high levels of heavy metals, BPA, pesticides, etc. This was brought to my attention by probably five people at least. So they oh, did this. Sal was freaking out yesterday. Oh, man. I was pissed off. Well, there's right. some big companies that are offenders. Well, here. I'll tell you why I was pissed off. So here's what the title. So this was reported in Consumer Reports, but the study was done by another company and I can't remember clean label project. So clean label project. This is all I know about them, by the way. So I don't know enough about them them? to say that they're non-biased, but what I do know about them is that they're a nonprofit organization and their goal is to examine the labeling safety issues found in products. So they go and they check products and make sure that they're safe. Mm. And we all know that supplements are nefarious for that. I mean, right. Several studies, several studies. I could pull up three where they'd go in and test supplements and find that either the supplements didn't have what they said they had, or they have less, much less than what they said they had, or they have some shit in there that you they don't fillers that they're not supposed to have in them. So supplements don't have the greatest reputation, which is one of the reasons why uh, the supplement industry uh, is a fucking hemorrhoid on the ass of fitness. Is terrible, right? That was a weird yeah. uh, uh, analogy there. Un- but <laughs> you get the picture. And smelly. You get the picture. Yeah. So this supplement comes out and they tested protein powders. And what they found was that most of the protein powders that they tested, most of them had high amounts of heavy metals, arsenic, lead, other types of heavy metals, and pesticides and contaminants like BPA, which are hormone uh, disruptors. They saw that this was bad in... So they tested quite a few products and they named them some of the worst products, okay? One of which I used to take all the time and I, in fact, used to promote. Not, I was never affiliated with them, but when people had asked me, hey, what, what do you recommend? I used to recommend this, which is why I'm angry. One of them was Garden of Life. Yeah, that was crazy. Garden of Life was one that was high in, in heavy metals. That's a Whole Foods brand, isn't it? Uh, Whole Foods carries them. Yeah, wow. Nature's Major Best. Brand. Quest. Quest also Uh-oh. did really I bad. To call up Tom. You do are. What the fuck, Tom? Vega Sport, the plant-based protein was bad. Man, that's that's big, big too, dude. Yeah. Is it Vega or Vega? I thought it was Vega. Uh, Vega or Vega, yeah, yeah. not sure. It's definitely so, the big, it, that's the big yoga Pilates one. They're in like yep. every yoga and Pilates studio. Yep. So they tested, they all tested bad. Uh, most of them tested bad. Some were good. 
uh, all in all, the plant-based ones did worse off than the than the whey ones. And I, and they're saying it's probably because when you go harvest the well, first of all, plants tend to store these heavy metals that they get from the soil and stuff mm-hmm. more so than like milk will and stuff like that. So the odds are a little bit higher there. Um, but I think that you need a bigger sample size to see what's going on. So you can't share this and not share the backstory of what happened at Mind Pump after this all went down and the the. Argue, oh, I was fucking pissed. The argue, internal conflict. Yeah, the internal yeah. conflict and the arguing well, back and forth. You could talk if you want. Well, you know, Sal came in and he was ready to like just fucking burn the house down. You know, like, that's it. No, we're not going to. If Organifi can't prove to me that they're not on this list, fuck <laughs> him. I don't care about our contract for the year. I'm like, whoa, 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 dude, pump your brakes. Are they on the list? Yeah, you I'm know, like, they're like, not uh, on the list, bro. Uh, they're not on the list. Like, uh, I don't care. They need to do a third. I'm like, listen, bro, they have like 30. Well, I'm bi- not going to fucking promote something I, unless yeah, I know. Hey, I oh, love, we all appreciate the passion. I love you and your yeah. integrity, but I think it's funny that this is that, but people don't know that. Well, this so like, I sent, so what I did was. Oh, yes, he did right away. He fired an email over to Oh, Organifi. I sent an email to Organifi and I'm like, hey, look, it, apparently it seems to be very common in these studies to show that there's unsafe levels of heavy metals in, uh, especially in plant proteins. Like, what's the deal? Now, here's where uh, I'm very happy. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, okay, because everybody in here knows that I was for sure and nobody was disagreeing with me. If Organifi had answered differently, I was going to get on here and they were going to get it and we would have cut all ties with them. And, and just so anybody knows, we have a year sponsorship with them, a very lucrative one. And we were going to throw down the garbage because we're not going to affiliate with anybody that doesn't have that type of integrity. But I email Organifi and I'm like, listen, I want to know if there's some assurance that Org- Organifi protein powders and products are free from these heavy metals or that they have, you know, that they're well within the safe range, that they get tested third party, all these different things. Within five minutes, I get a response from one of their representatives. And they're like, I'm connecting with our team. We're going to find out and we'll keep you updated. And very quickly, they talk about how, and, and they said, you know, she tells us, here's, here's what our team is coming up with or telling you. And they do test their products. Their products are way below, far below their, 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 taught it, their products measure in parts per billion. Well, didn't you first say that any, any vegan protein is going to have some amounts of it, right? Well, didn't all, they say that? It's going to be, you're going to find some levels of certain things. For example, a can of tuna. It's like can, fish, right? Yeah. So like a can of tuna, five ounce can of tuna has 0.32 parts per million of mercury, which is, I don't know, that's something like 10 times the allowance that California has for Prop 65, which is even, which Prop 65 is extremely strict, by the way, more strict than even federal allowances. So if you, if you meet Prop 65, you're well below the federal allowance. So a can of tuna is already above that. Well, the Organifi products measure in parts per billion. So it's, it's, it's so small even that smaller, they measure yeah. parts per billion. Wow. So they have calculated it basically a thousand times lower than the amount of heavy metals that are known to cause health issues. And so this is a big deal for them. Um, and they're very serious about it. In fact, they're going to actually. I'm surprised they didn't. They're going to ca- start advertising. Yeah, they're going to oh, start campaigning. I was going to say, direction. what a yeah. huge fucking oh, thing to can't. When you see something like that come, and those companies, what a way to yes. separate yourself. Yeah, yeah, those are monster That's companies. Right. That's right. So, so I am glad. I'm, I'm very glad to, that they came we back. Get to, we get to keep our. <laughs> I'm glad that they came back. They assured us that they uh, that they're all good. Um, but this just goes to show you, man. When it comes to supplements like 
You don't fucking know. And here's the problem. Like, if you're a fitness enthusiast and you have... And by the way, it's so not regulated that it's not a big deal if, even if you do fuck around on this. It's like a slap on the wrist, bro. That's it. Yeah. yeah it's like a, is, it's is like Garden a, of Life going to do anything? Yeah, exactly. Is no. Garden of Life going to fucking stop no. or are they going to get shut down? No. No. That's what's crazy. No. no. And it's... in. It, so, and I mean, here's the thing, like, it's all consumer-driven, so consumers can dictate this, and if I was Organifi, and I'm being the business person that I am, I'd be like, oh, awesome, I'm about to take out my competitors, yeah. and I would print this study, and then I'd show and be like, oh, look, like, our products- oh, look at this. Yeah, our products measure way safe, and we're not one of these products, and you should stick with ours. Because here's the deal, if you're a fitness enthusiast, and you take a protein powder, most fit, especially muscle-building fitness enthusiasts, take a protein powder, take at least- two or three servings a day. And I don't mean just like three or three times. Like if you take two scoops or three scoops, that's two or three servings because your protein powder is measured in one scoop. Right. So if you're taking two scoops, that's two servings. So most people are taking two or three servings of protein powder a day. Then they're adding on top of it a pre-workout supplement and or some other bar. supplement. Or a bar. So if there is relatively high levels of heavy metals, which don't, your body doesn't clear them very well. That's why they're considered a toxin. They, it takes years. Like if you have a high level of mercury in your body, you'd have to avoid mercury. And now, does, do, it, does it tell you what, like what levels are, what levels of, what, bleh, what metals are, what they, they were reading or they were picking up mercury, on? Mercury, arsenic. Okay. Uh, I can't remember lead. some of the other ones. Yeah. Lead. Lead is the other one. Yeah. So if you take these products, it's not going to hurt you in a few times or months or even a couple years. But if you're consistent, like I've been doing this for 20 years, well, fuck, I've been taking supplements forever. Yeah. I mean, you build up some of these talk. And the problem is that the symptoms that arise from having high levels of some of these things are vague, like... All of a sudden, I have anxiety, or, or I can't sleep, or my or hormones are off. They're or, different for everybody. Like yeah. every person, nervous, gets, dis, you know, nervous system disorder. Right, right. Someone gets something like that, or the other person gets headaches, or the other person has trouble sleeping. And you or, won't know until you get tested for these things, yeah. and then to get rid of them is this whole process that takes years, also. So that's just the thing, man. When you go with your products, I mean, the reason why we signed with Organifi is we were. We, we, we really liked their integrity of their products because that, I hate to tell you, when you buy supplements, it's not about getting the latest, greatest, cutting-edge new thing that's going to make yeah, the biggest or difference. the cheapest, you know, bulk amount of, you know, whey protein. That's that right. Get, yeah. That's right. It's not about those two things because, A, there's nothing that's cutting-edge that's coming out that's going to change your life. That's a supplement. So the ones that you'll probably, if you do take supplements, are the staple, if you will, products, maybe a protein powder Maybe a you know supplement to su something to supplement if you don't eat enough vegetables. Maybe a multivitamin if you have a nutrient deficiency. Creatine for performance. Like it's a short list. And number two, like if you just go dirt cheap, they're they're already so unregulated that you know what do you yeah. think's gonna happen? What do you, you think they're eating? Why do you think it's dirt cheap? Yeah. You know what I mean? You could be doing some shit to your body that you're trying to improve upon your health, and instead you're fucking with this. You're health. messing with your health. And the problem is, it's like here's the thing that sucks, like. It would be one thing if you took a supplement that immediately affected you and you're like, oh, fuck, that gave me diarrhea. I'm not going to take that anymore. Yeah. But we're talking about things that take years to build up. You know how hard it is to identify what the fuck is wrong with you when right. it's a product of five years of protein powder you know, supplementation? Yeah. Like, how do you know how to identify? You have to go to like a functional medicine doctor. It'll take a fucking detective and years of work. Like, you don't want to go down that route. So <laughs> go with quality and integrity first and then, you know, pick everything else out would be my advice. 
Next question is from H. Jocks. What is the best approach to bulking? Uh, I would say with bulking, so a couple of things. First, let's talk about the training. You have to have the right muscle building signal to bulk. Otherwise, you're just going to gain body fat. So if your body wants to build muscle, that makes it way easier. And then once your body wants to build muscle, understand and appreciate that it doesn't take a lot more calories over maintenance to do so. In fact, it doesn't take that much more at all. So the most I'll tell somebody, and this is somebody with like a really fast metabolism, is to go 500 calories above maintenance. And that's the most. I know guys, I know what I used to do. Fuck. I used to go like 1500 calories above maintenance and want to bulk and then ended up putting a bunch of body fat on. So I'd say go with a small surplus of between 200 to 500 calories and have a really good routine. And then the third thing is keep it short because that boost that you get from the bulk, you start to lose it after a few weeks or so, in my experience at least, and then it just becomes extra body fat that you start to gain. So I know, Adam, you coached a lot of people yeah, in and bodybuilding. Did it, was it similar for them as it is for average, the average person? Yes and no. Okay, so best, best approach is really tough to answer because I don't think there is a best approach because everybody is so uniquely different. I'll give you an example of like common things that I would see. Like somebody who's trying to bulk. If you're someone who's trying to bulk and you have a hard time bulking, I have different advice for somebody who has an easy time bulking. Uh, there's different strategies for each of those people. Like so, you know, uh, teaching Sal the bulk and then teaching the Justin bulk, I would use two different strategies for them. Justin puts on size oh, yeah. fairly easily. Easy. And if anything, he has a harder time leaning down or staying lean. So, and Sal's more like me where it's a little bit harder for him to bulk. So, depending on this person would be how I advise him. Now, for me, being a guy who had a hard time bulking and putting size on, I, I had to find that there's several strategies that I use. One of the strategies that I use later on that I didn't realize until I got into competing how, how well this worked for me is I actually would go on a short cut right before. So I would actually go like for- it's one, like you're priming your body for the bulk. Yeah, yeah. So for a week, I would run really low calorie. And for me, a part of that strategy I found out later on was one, uh, priming the body like Sal's saying right now. And then two, uh, when I was getting to the point like where I felt like I was just always eating, I just couldn't eat enough. I just couldn't eat enough. And I wanted to really spike that appetite up to where I was hungry. And then, I, then once I got that appetite going, and then I would feed it. Another thing that I would do- is because I struggled with bulking is I would not eat a lot of my high fats early in the morning hmm. uh, because what I found was if I had like too satiated right like which is the opposite of what I do now when I'm just trying to maintain health and stay I eat bacon and I eat avocado and I have a very high fat breakfast and that satiates me and I don't want to eat till two three o'clock in the afternoon no problem well when you're trying to bulk and you need to eat four or five I don't know how big you are thousand calories a day and having a big high fat meal, even if it's a 900,000 calorie meal early in the morning, I mean, shit, yeah, I don't want to eat two hours, three hours, four hours later. I don't want to eat for mm -hmm. six more hours. And so it makes it really tough to get enough calories in to put size on. So a strategy that I would use is I'd eat a lot of my low fat, leaner calories earlier on in the day. And then I'd pile on my higher fats and higher calorie meals uh, later, on in the, later on in the evening. So that was an approach that I had. Uh, and I think it's it, like I said, this is towards a, a skinny guy trying to bulk. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was bulking, teaching Justin how to bulk, uh, some of the, I would touch on the strategy that Sal kind of said of I wouldn't let him go too long in the bulk. 
because I know he bulks really easy. So I would let him run for two or three weeks at most in a surplus. And then I would transition him back to like a short little cut and then go back to a bulk, short little cut, go back to a bulk and never really letting him bulk for longer than about two or three weeks with these mini little three to five day short cuts. Mm -hmm. And that would be a great way to kind of keep him heading that way without putting on too much fat. Now, a guy like me who has a hard time bulking, I could actually get away with four or six weeks of kind of living in a surplus, which I would never do because I always throw in a, a low day. In yeah, there. yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Nonetheless, you're still throwing a priming. Yeah, know. even if I'm on a six-week bulk, right? Let's so say I'm- more sensitive to the nutrients. Yes, so even if I'm on a six-week bulk, I st- on a bulk, I still incorporate fasting. Yeah, which is counterproductive for makes most the bulk people. more effective. It makes right, a lot of sense. most people think that would be weird. Like, oh, why something w- Ben Pikulski said that was pretty awesome. Is I made the comment that pro bodybuilders not only have great genetics for building muscle, great attachments, great structure, and great muscle building ability, but they also have the, a great ability to be able to utilize anabolics and the ability to eat a lot of food and not get problems. And he corrected me and he said no. He said the best genetics for bodybuilding are being able to eat less food and get more out of that food. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. That was kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. It's brilliant because that's true, right? Like, and, and part of training your body to do that is doing exactly what you said, Adam. Right. Fasting when you're, you know, every once in a while while you're bulking, keeping your body sensitive to nutrients because I've experienced it where I've bulked for way too long, way too consistently. That's all I did before. And your body just stops responding. It's like, yeah. oh my God, I'm eating 7,000 calories. Exactly. And-, and you get so yeah. adapted to how many calories right. you're eating at the keep right. I've definitely been in that boat many, many times where I'm looking at 5,500 to a 6,000 calorie goal every day. And it's just daunting. Yep. Yeah. It's daunting. I'm, there's no way I'm going to get and that. And then it every- affects your training too. Yeah. I mean, you're just like <clears throat> bloated over, you know, just yeah, oversaturated with food. Whole li- Your whole life or your whole day is revolving around yeah. getting those calories. I'd in. say the biggest mistake people make when bulking is just bulking too long, generally. Yeah. That's probably the biggest mistake like it's, it's important to know too uh, i remember the first time i read the stat that once we once we hit over 15 per as a male if we i was just gonna say i don't think any man i don't think a guy should bulk if he's over 15 percent body fat like if you're over 15 percent get yourself down to 15 or lower before we start. i don't ever bolt even that. lower i, I th- yeah th- that person so, so if you if you're at 15 or above percent body fat and you you want to go on a bulk i would recommend going down to 10 percent body fat before you go back much to better home. option yeah i think your body will respond and that's just because your natural testosterone levels start to decrease as you start getting above uh, your body yeah. just stops utilizing the calories for muscle right yeah. you just gain more body fat right next question is from godzilla one 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 two Best way to incorporate big lift variations into a program? Is it better to cycle them in or add them to your current workout with conventional lifts? So I'm assuming this person means like I'm doing barbell squats a lot and I want to throw in a variation of a barbell squat, which may be like a safety bar squat or a front squat or earthquake bar, something like that, right? Or instead of doing a regular deadlift, doing a trap bar deadlift or Mm. I'm assuming that's what they mean. The way I used to do it, and it was very effective for me, was uh, I, would, I would I would interchange or replace. That's it. Yeah. I wouldn't add it to it because adding more volume. To you're already going to send. A, you're going to. You're already going to send a new signal. It's a different adaptation. Like right, it's, it, it takes different mechanics to do a trap bar than it does a deadlift. Uh-huh. Right. Now they're close enough that there's carryovers to That's both the of key. them, but they're still it's still going to elicit change because it's it's a new well, stimulation. I so I did this very. Um, this was actually my strategy. Yeah. To when I finally got my, I, I got a 600 pound deadlift uh, years ago, and that was like a big goal of mine. Like that was something I always thought about, and it was really hard to get to. And I got stuck at around five, 
65 to 570 on the straight bar. Like no matter what I did, tempo, tension, rep ranges, like it was so hard to get past that. I was eating a lot of food. I got my body weight up to like 220, I think at the time. And it just wouldn't go past that, that point. And so I started incorporating variations and what I did was, is I started deadlifting. Well, I started using chains and bands, which yeah, I consider I was variations. That, yeah. But then what I did, which was a game changer for me, was I started deadlifting with a trap bar. Hmm. So I actually stopped straight bar deadlifting for about three weeks, and all I did was uh, trap bar deadlifts, and to give my my lower back a little bit of a break. And I pulled over 600 pounds on the trap bar before I pulled it on the straight bar. And I believe there's some benefit to that. I got used to that kind of load. I got used to grinding it off the floor, what that weight feels like. Of course, your leverage is better with a trap bar, so you can expect to lift anywhere between 20 to 40 more pounds on a trap bar anyway. But it gave me enough of a break from the straight bar, but enough of a break to where I could recover on the straight bar and get stronger with it, but not move me away from training that pattern so much that I'd lose the there's the something benefit. to be there's something to be said and I, I, I believe this is the CNS right that just getting what it feels like to, if you've never held 600 pounds of course right yep. so, so just to get used I remember uh I old school bodybuilding trick these guys you know when I used to train way back in the days with these old school guys um I mean I could only squat back then like 185 and they'd put 315 on my back yeah. and they'd be like step hold, out hold, hold it. it yeah they'd yeah. make me unrack it walk back with it and then re-rack it and it was just like you got to get your body used to just and that was what they say you got to get your body just used to feeling that yeah, way just feel responsive at that weight right yeah. and I, I do re- i do recall like after feeling like 315 on my back when i was a kid then going to 225 was like oh i i, I felt in way more control so there is there is definitely you know i think I, it has to do with the cns i think 100 so, i think so too you know i think that has to do with tension and stability under heavy loads and then you go use your normal weight and it just feels lighter because it technically is lighter now. You know, by the way, when something feels well, lighter, the reason why something feels lighter is because it is lighter. And I don't mean that in the literal sense, like the 15 pounds magically got turned into 10. I mean, it's lighter because you're, you're lighter for you now. So that feeling of lighter is a real thing. It's not this like arbitrary, like this magical, you know, whatever. You li- it literally, f- look, I tell you what. Squeeze something as hard as you can with your right hand and re- keep the rest of your body completely relaxed. And then try doing the same thing but tense up your entire body. You're going to feel like you could squeeze harder because you actually did mm-hmm. because you were able to activate and irradiate your entire central nervous system. And that's what I think that's happening. Well, I think too, like even just talking about back squat and front squat, like I intermittently exchange the two uh, as like a disruptor. Like I want to bring in my my front squat to make sure that I am responsive with my quads. I am responsive with my anterior chain because it's, um, you know, you know, if I can use the two together and and use it as a as a loud, gross motor movement, so everything's involved, you know, that's going to help to, uh, you know, benefit the lift, and I'm mm-hmm. going to feel like super supported, um, you know, in, in that specific type of a lift and you can take that into the deadlift you can take that into the bench press it's just it's it's important to kind of get your body to um be more responsive in a different direction so that way it then contributes uh, now to the whole now i we all agree on this but i will say that the, it doesn't mean you can't do it necessarily the other way that this person is saying too and i could see a way that i could i could add movements like this to also increase volume so look let's say a month has gone by and I'm following maps red exactly to a T. And then I decide, 
you know what we what's a like a earthquake bar like we don't have that in maps red right or what's the other what's the or the yoke, yoke bar, bar right yeah, that's yoke, my favorite right yeah. a yoke bar and i really like it too and and i have access to it at gold so and it's not in my routine but then i've i've been going for a month and i've been this is i'm doing a total volume of let's just say for argument's sake you know 100,000 100,000 pounds of volume in a month on my legs you know, and this month I'm going to move that to 120,000 or 110,000, and I'm going to do it through the yoke bar. Uh-huh. So everything else remains the same, but now I might add that yoke bar on another off day or on top of a routine or when I'm feeling really good, whatever. That That's also a way that you could technically add volume naturally into a routine. But again, I think that just by changing it out with another piece, you're already going to elicit some change in your body because it is a new stimulus. It, even though it's similar, it's still new, and the body will start to respond, and you'll get a new adaptation from it. It's just these it. little things, these little tweaks to just having a different stance and you know, really like getting that different recruitment pattern that you know will contribute to you know a squatting, a hip hinging type of a pattern uh, movement is so beneficial. They may they work. I had a buddy uh, recently. I was just talking to a friend of mine who he got stuck on a 185 pound overhead press, and he weighs 170 pounds. So that's a decent overhead press for a guy that weighs 170. And he just couldn't. That was always his max. He just couldn't go over it. So he stopped overhead pressing and he started practicing handstand push uh, handstand push-ups. Hmm. And that's all he did. So first it took him a while to so get So now he's got like a lot more control and stability in so his shoulder joint. He practiced handstand push-ups, got good at them, mm-hmm. didn't do any overhead pressing with the barbell for months mm-hmm. for shits and giggles, went back to the barbell and did two reps with mm-hmm. the weight that he could only do one rep with before and he hadn't done them at all. So yeah. it's there's a lot of carryover and a lot of benefit from from doing you know changing things up it's a little bit. It's the same bit. thing with holding the kettlebells overhead. Oh, I got a huge right? one for that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Next question is from Spam Rice and Eggs. Thoughts on the recent study that came out stating caffeine inhibits the ad- adaptation induced by HIT workouts. Did so, you read this? I did. So this was published. Uh, well, actually, so, so Dr. Andy Galpin really? uh, shared Oh, this. that's the one that I took. Te- okay, yeah. yeah I, he I shared tried. this. So this was, an, this was an animal study. It's one study. So we got to be clear. It doesn't mean it's not conclusive by any stretch of the mag- imagination. However, it does point in the same direction that other studies have pointed to. So what the study showed basically was that Giving caffeine before a high-intensity interval-type training workout resulted in less of a cardiovascular adaptation than not taking caffeine. So in other words, if you're Mm. training, if this was a human study and people were training to increase their stamina Mm -hmm. or their VO2 max or something like that, taking caffeine before the workouts over a period of months of doing this training or whatever would result in less of a positive adaptation or less of an improvement in endurance. It makes logical sense to me. But it, you're it, already artificially yes. kind of infusing well, this. Well, so here's what happens. So and this is lots it's like of like a rolling start with a car versus a dead stop well, taking off. Yeah, and and lots of studies point to this. Like what you do that what if you do things to yourself or take things or optimize things to make yourself perform better in the moment, yeah. that means you're going to have a you're gonna have less of a signal. And by the way, there's this doesn't. In, this is not infinite. Infinite, excuse me. This there are infinite. There are infinite. There are uh, limiting uh, factors here. So obviously, if we go to extreme in the other direction, yeah. it's not good either. But the more you do to make yourself perform better, the less of a of an adaptation signal is sent to the body. So in other words, if I work out really fucking hard and then I go jump in an ice bath to reduce inflammation, so I'm not yeah. sore the next day. I will recover faster, but I've also reduced this signal that tells get, my body. Right, the, the benefits because you the, got in, that, because of the inflammation. That's right. And yeah. so caffeine kind of does this because you take caffeine 
and it makes you perform better. So it sends a signal to your body that it's not as stressful. Well, it's the same like that study you mentioned a long time ago with ibuprofen and like how athletes oh, yeah. had reduced performance because they took it like before their workouts, trying to stay ahead of it in, in a sense of the inflammation. But the inflammation is actually, that's the trigger. That's the, the catalyst to get things to kind of move in the direction you want as far as building muscle. Now, I think this is aligned with things that we've said many, many times before, but I also want to play devil's advocate here too and understand that or let the audience know too that you, the difference is is probably very, very, very small. Very, very small. And then if that cup of coffee or whatever you had is what it took to get you to, to the promote fun. you to even yeah. work out <laughs> to promote you to even work out and had you not taken that you didn't work out then there's that i i could argue that way too uh, so that's well there's I also i already see a lot of groans because of this study like ah, yeah you know, right, like, uh, they're drinking their coffee then they're going to orange theory but i, I yeah. think the real takeaway is that and and, the, and that's how i've always treated pre-workout i've I, there's always been a pre-workout up in my cupboard somewhere they last a very very long time when I when I decide I'm going to set a goal, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to be consistent about this, and I have something that I, I'm I'm trying to obtain, and I have a morning where I'm just not there, you know, and I feel like I need that boost. This is the this is what I'm this is the conversation I'm having with myself. Like, okay, well, when was the last time I had it? Okay, it's not a big deal. I'm going to have it today. You know, what if I ran that back two days? Eh, not that big of a deal. Three days. Okay. Hold on here. Like this, where where I'm heading down, I'm now becoming dependent on this mm -hmm. thing for me to get up to go do this workout, and I'm also knowing that I'm getting less results because I'm having to use to get there. I don't want my I don't want my workouts to diminish. I don't want right. to get, I don't want yeah. to have smaller. And there, there's another factor that we're not considering here, and that is that sometimes things that optimize, you can adjust your volume and intensity then to make up the difference in terms of adaptation. So I'll give you an example, the one that I used earlier, right, where I jump in an ice bath right after my hard workout. Well. If, yes, that is dampening the the anabolic signal or the adaptation signal that my session just that tried to send. However, if that allows me to train harder and more frequently, well, now I've made up the difference. Right, mm -hmm. right. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So, yeah. so if you're an athlete or you're like training at the edge, at the razor's edge, then sometimes these things are the difference that allows you to train yeah. at this particular These are the people level. that always get defensive with us too when we talk about things like this and it's you're not the motherfucker I'm talking to. I'm talking to the other 90% of the world, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. like there's always some like extreme athlete or somebody who's measuring everything yeah, to I a need team. the ice bath cuz I train yeah. twice a day. Yeah. Like, well, okay, that's different. Yeah, exactly. And we're not knocking that for that. It's a, and that was the difference. I think that was a lot of what we brought when we when we agreed when we brought mind pump out is like this is we're not talking specifically maybe to us or competitors or somebody at the or sport athletes at the elite level we're talking about everybody else in the world that wants to be in really good shape because you can get in fucking really good shape and you don't need to do what a lot of these professional athletes are paying to do or getting addicted to it's not necessary for them they have a sport that they're yeah, trying you don't to perform need a for mask uh, when you do cardio yeah no exactly right <laughs> to yeah. try and get this this little competitive it. extra edge it's like no nah, save save your those things are expensive what the the altitude mask yeah, yeah. Altitude. i thought it's just a little foam and breathing through a straw those things are over 100 bucks <laughs> yeah, you just buy a snorkel yeah. Right, yeah, literally. Well. That's Same. actually what. That's actually how where the guy got the idea. It is. Is there were athletes that were using a snorkel. Yeah, and might so as well. and so and so Peter, he's like, oh, great idea, and fuck. 
Yeah. I'm gonna Dude, do that. I'm gonna wear a snorkel and duct tape it around your head and yeah. then go inside the gym. Same Can we do Whenever that? I see someone with a snorkel, like when I go snorkeling, which I don't do very often, but when I do, <laughs> do you guys ever get the urge to like sprinkle some water down the, <laughs> the snorkels? The fuck was like some powder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so messed up. God damn. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, anything you do to optimize your performance is probably gonna reduce the adaptation signal. But of course, if that results in more frequency or volume or intensity, then it negates it. And it's all a balancing act. I mean, that's really, at the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to. It's, it's, it's a balancing act. I personally uh, love caffeine. I think it's great. I love the effects, but I like the effects of caffeine when my receptors are fresh yeah. and when I haven't been overusing it. When I abuse caffeine, I don't like it. It makes me anxious. Well, it doesn't make me feel check good. Yourself, that's you it. That's Before it. You, you wreck, wreck yourself. yourself. That's it. That's the end of the show. We're done. That's the end. Uh, go to the app store on your phone and download the Mind Pump Media app. This is so you can listen to our sh- episodes and search amongst the episodes with particular topics. We have like 700 and I don't know, something episodes A now. lot. A Seven lot. million. You want to find Seven out? Million. You want to find out the episode where Adam talks about painting his toenails? You can search that That's and find it. it. That is a classic. You want to talk Sparkly about, taints. You want to talk, you want <laughs> really to, old school. You want to hear about Justin's glute training routine? Yeah. You can search it. You can search anything in this app. It'll pull it up, show you the episodes. Thunder glutes. And you'll find them. And that's with our free Mind Pump Media app. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.